Have you ever planned for your racial justice work to go one way, but instead it went the complete opposite? Or have you ever experienced disappointment in the work that you're doing for racial justice? If you've answered yes to either of these questions, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Dr. Terrence L. Green. I'm a tenure professor, and I've helped to prepare hundreds of racially just and anti-racist school leaders, and I want to help you. That's why I created this podcast to provide you and your team with real-world insights and practices that work so that you can collectively build racially just schools. On today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about three ways to respond to disappointment in your racial justice work. Yeah, when we are engaged in this work and things don't go according to our expectations and we experience a sense of disappointment, how might we respond? And in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about three ways in which we can respond and what this means for our work as we continue to work towards building racially just and radically humanizing schools. Before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by www.raciallyjustschools.com. And when you join our community today, I will send you a free video on how to make your racial justice work better. I'm excited about you joining the community, and I look forward to meeting you. And now for today's episode, I hope you enjoy it. Let's go. You're listening to the Racially Just Schools podcast, the show that provides resources to help you and your team build racially just schools. Now, here's your host, Dr. Terrence L. Welcome to the Racially Just Schools podcast. My name is Terrence L. Green and I am your host and I am super excited that you are back again for another episode. Yeah. Now, today is going to be a shorter episode, uh, but something that I thought would help you. um, And I know a lot of people experience this and I personally experienced it and experienced it more recently. And so I thought I would make a a podcast about it. And I want to talk to you about how to handle disappointment in your racial justice work. Right. Um, How to handle disappointment in your racial justice work, because the reality is, is inevitable Um, at some point, something, someone, somewhere, somehow you're going to be disappointed. And what I mean by disappointment, disappointment is when. You have unmet expectations. So, in other words, you have an expectation for, you know, how you're going to be in community with folks or um, you have expectation of the work that's actually going to be done. Um, and, and those things just don't happen for one thing or one reason or another. It doesn't materialize. And then you're left with these emotions, these feelings, um, this reality, these conditions of disappointment. And it can be even more um, detrimental when you're constantly experiencing disappointment in your racial justice work over and over and over and over again. And so I want to talk to you a little about this. Um, So I think there are a couple of ways in which we can experience this and we can respond to it. One way um, is to internalize it. Right. So the disappointment happened. The people didn't do what they say they were going to do. The organization uh, flip flop, they gaslit. 
what you said that what, what the pursuits were ended up changing at first it was going to be about racial justice and helping black students and confront anti-blackness and, and structural uh, anti-black racism and then it got watered down to diversity and nobody said anything about it and they're all happy and everybody's cheering and you're like well, no that's not what we said and you become like disappointed so one of the things you can do is you can internalize it right and so the thing about internalizing these these disappointments is that they start to eat away at you, right? When you when you internalize them, they eat it. They can eat away at you mentally, spiritually, psychologically, emotionally, but also physically, right? Um, I know a number of people who have been in toxic work situations, um, and you know it's taking a toll on their their physical health. And when we internalize these things, um, it it actually in the long run does a disservice to the racial justice work because it can ultimately take you out and take out the other people. When I say take out, I mean, you can stop doing it. You can quit. You can put up a wall. You can, um, you know, it could also be like fatal and detrimental where this stuff can eat at us for so much and for so long. The part about the internalizing is that you can internalize it so long that you can start to indulge in it and it can make you callous and it can make you um, put up walls, which in some ways, you know, you do need to not let certain things and certain people in um, that are going to continue to disappoint you, particularly if they're doing this work in a performative way. Um, but we can internalize it. Right. Another way we can respond to it is that we can inject it. So in other words, the internalization is like it coming into us. The, um, injecting is us spewing it back out and so like we inject that disappointment to everywhere we go right we put it in every meeting we put it in every um community gathering we put it in every effort and in pursuit to do racial justice work we just putting it back and when we putting it back we hadn't critically processed it enough and so what actually we put back this hurt and this anger and this fear and this rage and sometimes rage needs to be put back but Rage and anger and hurt and disappointment doesn't need to be put into people, particularly people who had nothing to do with the disappointment that you experienced. Right. Um, It needs to be put back into these systems and these structures that create the normalized conditions to to set up this this chasm between what we say and what is actually done. Right. That that chasm, that gap. And so we can inject it. And so we go around putting disappointment into every other thing and this rage and this anger. And we're not able to move strategically because we've been so scarred and and marred by the anger and the disappointment. And so we inject it. So first thing you can do is you can you can um, internalize it. The next thing you can do is you can inject it. The third way I think we can respond to and there are many of ways we can respond is I think we can ignite it. Right. (laughs) We can allow that disappointment to become a type of a reappointment. Right. We can use we can we can we can reuse and transform the power of disappointment and use it as a constructive force. To build something anew and something afresh and whether that building of a new is building new relationships and new community, whether that building of a new is um, building uh, new curricula, is it building uh, new pedagogical uh, strategies, is it building new partnerships with families and with communities, particularly ones who are black and 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 and, and racially minoritized? What does that ignite? Right. And so what we could do is we could take the disappointment. And we can realize and learn from it and be like, you know what, that is not how I'm going to move the next time. Right. And so we can allow that that 
that we can fan the flame and allow it to get bigger and allow it to ignite us into a constructive force of racial justice, right? And so I just want to share that with you, right? There are multiple ways we can respond, but, you know, getting to the igniting stage, it requires us to acknowledge that, like, I'm disappointed. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It requires us to be honest and to be vulnerable with ourselves and with the people who are closest to you in your community. And so the, the important part of this is to make sure that you acknowledge it. You feel it, right? You feel your feelings like this is it. You know, you can write about it. You can talk about it. You can journal about it. You can uh, create poetry about it. You can do a number of things. But I think allowing it to be and acknowledging it is important. I think that the other part of this as we go through this is us now reattaching a different narrative and a different story to that disappointment. Right. How do we how do we detach these destructive narratives to disappointment and then retach a constructive narrative to disappointment, right? So part of it could be like, this disappointment is, um, it sucks. And I wish it wasn't his way, but I'm now going to realize that this is a part of the human experience. This is a part of the racial justice experience. This is a part of doing work around racial justice in a system that's built on settler colonialism, in a system that's built on anti-blackness and anti-black racism, on a system that's built on white supremacy. This is part and parcel of it. And we can create another world where the default setting is not disappointment, right? And so how do I think about um, reassigning that disappointment into a reappointment and reappointing my expectations, reappointing my hope, reappointing my dreams, reimporting the fire and the passion that I have for this work in some very productive ways? So I just want to jump on and share that with you. I hope you find it useful. I hope it's something that you can reflect on. I hope it's something that you can even talk to folks in your team. Your Maybe it's folks in your school, in your district, on your grade level team, or it's families or communities, whomever you're in community with. It may be in, in with youth, whomever it is, right? It may be with yourself, right? But I hope you can use this as um, as a heuristic or as a, a framework to understand, like, hold on, am I internalizing and indulging? Am I injecting? Um, am I igniting, right? And not to say that this is a linear process and that these are not can't happen at the same time concurrently, but it is just to give us an awareness and some clarity about where we might be and being honest about that and moving forward. Well, I hope you got some out of this. I just want to jump on real quickly and share that with you. Hey, remember, we're in this struggle to build racially just schools together. Um, It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. All right, y'all. See you when I see you. In the words, oh, Marty Ma, peace. Well, that is it, folks. Thank you so much for the Racially Just Schools podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And I am so excited and really looking forward to our time together during future podcasts. What I need you to do is to please hit the subscribe button, share with a friend, and please leave a review. Love reviews. And if you want to hear more from me, you can head on over to www.RacialLeadJustSchools.com. That is www.RacialLeadJustSchools.com. When you join our community, I have a free video for you on three tips that will make your racial justice work better. And again, if you love the show, hit subscribe, rate it, and leave a review on iTunes. And until next time, peace.